you don't want to know. No, I'm kidding. It's just a cold brew, just to get started. Get this is cold firing. You're taking cold brew at seven o'clock at night. Hell yeah. Not to sound like a Bosnian grandmother, but I'm deeply concerned about what that will do for your sleep patterns, young man. Honestly, my sleep schedule has been so terrible recently. I've been going to sleep at like three in the morning, dude. It's bad. I fell. I naturally fell asleep last night at half ten, and then naturally woke up at half six this morning. And I thought I was David Goggins. I was like, I am more machine than man. This is amazing. This is, this is the second dream that you've had where you're another person. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I asked uh, the people on Instagram if they had any questions for us. And there was a, there was a good question. And I want to ask it of you. It's not an easy question, Pierre. I'm not going to lie. Okay. The Dragon Within has asked, what are your thoughts on the porn culture and what it is doing to men, women, and relationships? So I read that and I first thought, uh, what is the porn culture? Do we have a porn right. culture? That's, a, that's an interesting question. I think if we have a porn culture i don't know but i will say sexualization is definitely everywhere you can't really avoid it especially within the west it's a lot more overt you know wop 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 all day sort of a thing yeah. uh i think especially within the like if you look towards the east with japan and korea and places like that it's not as overt there's not necessarily a porn culture and that's how i'm interpreting it i don't even know if i would yeah. say that's the right definition for it. But uh, yeah. I would say it definitely does affect a lot. Both, I mean, in terms of whether it's a good or a bad thing, I'm still trying to decipher it because imagine a world where no one had that outlet. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I, right. I feel like oftentimes right now, it's like porn is at all, like completely, completely terrible. Fucks yeah. with your dopamine with how you view people fucks with this, this but imagine like the types of people that couldn't actually get the flip and they didn't have an outlet for that right you know what so I mean? you think like, it's like a, a it could represent a safe outlet for people who couldn't flip not for everybody i mean definitely right. not for everyone but i'm, yeah. I'm thinking would it actually just end up worse for these types of people if they didn't have that outlet? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent um, porn has affected culture. There's, I don't think any of us can really know because you'd have to have, uh, in experimental terms, you'd have to have exactly the same culture running alongside us with the porn just extracted and go, oh, look, yeah. this, is, this is how it's different. So I don't know. I don't know how much is like you mentioned um, what. Well, perfect example. Some cultures in the world, I'm not going to specifically name one because it could be misinterpreted, but some cultures in the world still have their women completely covered. Uh, there is no sexualization. It's basically getting gone rid of. In terms of the, the pornography that's consumed in these places, I have no idea. But I mean, it actually ends up doing the opposite of what it's intended to do. It makes men even more hormonal when they see an ankle as opposed to like 
an actual revealing outfit, you know? Huh. But is that a bad thing? Uh, I we mean, have the, I, we have declining birth rates in, in the West, and we have uh, an explosion of men with, with erectile dysfunction. Um, as I said, we don't know. We don't like. I, I don't. I haven't really thought this through, so I don't really. I don't really know where I stand on it. Um, I, I do wonder if you lived in a society of restraint. Well, I do know a little bit because um, I was raised uh, as, as a dreadful Catholic, very very low level Catholic, but I was raised around Catholic people, and I was raised in very religious um, private schools. And some of my life I was in Spain and some of my life I was in Portugal. And we'd be in villages, like back villages, where it's really, really strong Catholicism. And you can see um, where there is that repression. The, right, as you right. said, the, 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 the sex drive does get stronger. So there would be an argument for saying if you wanted people healthily procreating and making more humans maybe we shouldn't have porn where that just lets that energy just go bleh and but, dissipate but that, into the ether. Or <laughs> in your inner tissue. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. If, if that's the narrative, but I don't think that people ever have in mind, especially in 2020, I want to procreate. You know what I mean? Like, right. let's, let's have more humans. It's just people like to flip because it feels good sort of a thing. Like, that's kind of the common narrative nowadays when it comes to that impossible to know as i said before just a rhetorical question is that because of porn have people gone to oh i just want the pleasure of sex because of porn i don't i i don't think so just because okay. it, it just comes with so many reper uh there's obvious repercussions that don't involve porn you have a kid you have a disease and you do da, 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 whatever it's like People just have, all, it's like, even if you ask somebody in the 1700s, like, what if I told you there was a way to flip and you won't have kids? They'd be like, yeah, let's go. You know, sort of, yeah. I mean, depends yeah. who you go to, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, to, to go back on the idea of the repression thing, I think there's so many examples of this in many different outlets. For example, like if you want to stick to the topic of prawn, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with prawn because I'm in a cafe right now. And okay. Prawn. So, Pranayama. If we go with prawn, right? Uh, I think I read a statistic. I could be completely wrong, but places like, for example, Utah, a heavily Mormon place, traditional values, right? You know, straight man, woman, couple, you know, whatever. Apparently, the, the top type of prawn consumed there is lesbian or gay because guess what? People end up consuming things that they're repressed from observing. Right. Right. Well, that's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. It's impossible to determine how much porn has affected culture. So I'll take it from a sociological to a individual psychological perspective. Do you think heavy consumption of porn would be heavy consumption of porn would be damaging for an individual? A hundred, like a hundred percent. But so is eating a lot of this like chicken schnitzel that I have here. You know, that I mean? would be damaging. Like, it's a fried chicken schnitzel. It's huge. If I ate that shit like every hour, you know, I'd be having clogged arteries or something like that. But uh -huh. I would say I, I would, 
to to give points to that narrative, I would say that a lot of us, my generation, whatever else, the current generation, it definitely does influence a lot of our behaviors, especially when it comes to the attitudes with flipping and stuff like that. But then I also think, I mean, if if there were, wasn't any other type of external outlet for this stuff, do you think it would actually end up better? Because when people are, are stripped away of something or, or repressing something, it actually comes full force in a different way. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I, I, I uh, as I say, I've not, I've not really sought it all the way, uh, all the way through. I, I, to the individual, to the question of the individual, though, I would definitely be. I would say that people shouldn't do anything that's pointless and self-indulgent. Everything that's pointless and self-indulgent, you should probably minimize, whether it's video games, jerking off, yeah. watching but, Netflix you know, series, all of it. This, this, actually, the same uh, thing I'm thinking about is similar to video games, pretty much. Video games is pornography in this other way. You're just not watching people flipping. You're just kind of like in your own thing, and you're, it's a masturbatory process when it comes to sitting there fiddling around and if you're fiddling around with something different, you know? And again, it definitely does affect your brain if you overconsume it. And it's definitely affected attention uh, deficit or whatever the hell. I mean, I grew up on video games. Like definite, I will say, it affected my ability to focus from being overly consumed with video games growing up too. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, what it, these these kids that are younger, teens, whatever else, wouldn't you also say that that could be an outlet for kids that are extremely already socially awkward or maybe has a bit of repressed hormonal testosteroneized angst so they could go and team up with their friends and shoot the other party in a video game as opposed to like maybe back in the day you'd actually meet up with your homies sit in front of a lowrider and just kick the shit out of anybody who looked at you funny. Um, it, yeah, the 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 question of uh, of it being an outlet uh, is is an interesting one. Um, I guess my my resistance to that is the um, the elements of it that are addictive. There's the and so right. the, as as much as it could be an outlet, there is these these addictive elements to it. And um, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day because one of my okay. followers asked me to. Uh, it was with Nikki Glaser or Glasser. She's a stand-up comic. Okay. Have, you, have you ever heard yeah, of her? I, I saw bits of that. I saw bits of that podcast you're talking about. Yeah. She was very honest about her um, porn addiction. Um, she's 36. She is uh, helplessly addicted to porn. She needs uh, vibrators, um, and she watches hard porn. Uh, by her own admission, she pays a subscription fee and she watches hard prawn. Um, and as I was listening, I was tempted to sort of think there's a stimulus issue here. So the longer you're facing a certain stimulus, the more you're going to want the stimulus to be stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, there's a conditioning issue. And I thought, um, I personally as a man would be a bit worried going into a situation with a girl who I knew would say, I don't know, she's just spent four months in lockdown sorting herself out with a machine 
watching hardcore pornography, I'm like, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to provide you with that level of stimulation. I'm going to be behind the curve, shall we say. <laughs> because what she's using has 30 different curves, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's ribbed and it's side. It was the rounded thing that rotates and then it does this. <laughs> you know what's funny? That... That uh, that worry that you have has actually I've seen been a worry for a lot of women that I've seen in uh, defense against porn or prawn prawn yeah and, and that's yeah because uh, I've heard it multiple times it's like oh you know prawn is setting these unrealistic expectations for flip and you know they expect a lot of us girls and women to just behave like a prawn star and you yeah. know do yeah. this cartwheel with this thing and sound yeah. like a machine gun and you know that type of thing <laughs> sound like a machine gun <laughs> yeah because when someone's acting like a machine gun someone else has got to sound like it too anyways let's move on from that <laughs> so I mean, Neither of us are I, offering an impression here. This is, yeah. this is the best thing. If we were did, together, that would happen. <laughs> I did not expect this to be the conversation of today. I was like, Richard, what are we going to talk about? Okay, this? All right, fine. Uh, but uh, basically, at that point, though, at that level, I think it's just a problem with the actual concept of addiction. It's not even so much the specifics. It's just when you fall in an addictive pattern, no matter what it is, it's going to be, it's going to end up just as detrimental, you know? Well, yes, agreed. But that would mean that the conclusion would be porn's really not good because it's going to numb you. It's going to numb you for, for when you're with, when you're actually with a human. Uh, Chris Rock uh, in his last stand-up special said that he actually divorced because of his addiction to porn. And okay, he... Yeah. He described himself as a as sexually autistic, and I thought, you know, if you are like wanking with machines, with physically with a machine on you, and you're just looking at a machine um, for over a long enough period, I would have thought an autistic relation, an autistic attachment to sex itself, would be the inevitable end result. So when you actually get with a human. Who's, yeah. who has desires and things to say and they have an opinion, you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa this is not, what are we doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be a thrusting machine. Why is that not happening? That's a very, oh, that's, that's an excellent point, man. I think, I think you're right. I think if you were to overly consume prawn to that manner, the way that you would interact with Flip and whatever else would end up a bit more detached and autistic definitely um i mean i i mean i can't really argue against that i think it, in yeah. my case it's like perhaps i am on the spectrum or not i have no idea but it feels like i am at times and i can't right. deal or cope with the over stimulus of another person's emotional nature or perhaps yeah. manipulative efforts around me so right prawn is could be a better situation than actually go go about and like do it do like play out that whole situation yeah it yeah, never yeah, really yeah. ended up good in my world you know yeah uh, but okay which i i hear you and it's it's logical but that's damning that's really damning of where we're yeah. up to imagine yeah. 
just extrapolate that out. Imagine if 80% of young men your age just said, it's too, it's, it's too stressful, it's too uh, disturbing to deal with the, the emotion, the hassle, the manipulation, the drama, so I'll just do this instead. Well, Bill Gates's vaccination program would become redundant. We'd depopulate ourselves. We'd wank ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> I already have. No. Yeah. Uh, That's why I've got to wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're through a screen. Anyways, so, yeah, that's a very, very good point. And... Unfortunately, I feel like that's the way, or fortunately, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but I think that's the, how things are going. There is there is definitely, I would say, a huge battle of the sexes at the moment. And it yeah. doesn't seem like it's appropriate for either end to come together and cooperate in a way that just is harmonious, that involves flipping or not. And yeah. I mean, in a biological sense, it's great that we should repopulate because that's what humans and animals and creatures do. But if you look at it from the more, I don't know, of the other anti-biological way or just involving free will and free choice and stuff, do we really want to do that? Right. You know? Yeah, that's a whole, that's, well, that's opening Pandora's box. You mean, you mean that individuals really want children? Is that, is that the question? Yeah, we've seen what happens in the modern world if you have a bad relationship and there's a kid involved or you want to choose to have a kid or not, you have finances yeah. tied up, your responsibilities, you got to do this, and uh, a kid that ends up with divorced parents, you know how they can turn up, you know, it's like we're, we have a lot of awareness when it comes to the situation that, I don't know, would either make us overthink to do it or not to do it. Right. I do have, I, I, I found an opinion. I, I, the, through this conversation, I'm actually thinking, okay. uh, well, one thing I'm thinking is maybe I've always sort of regarded it. I'm, I'm liberal, like personally liberal, socially liberal. I'm like, do whatever you want to do. Actually, this little 18 minute conversation that we just had is making me think there might be a few more problems with prawn than I, than I first thought. It might not be a pH neutral scenario. As we were talking, I was thinking the you know about the the unreality of you know wanking through a phone, a laptop, using a vibrator, using a flashlight or whatever. There's that, and then there's actually what people are doing, <clears throat> which is these are people who don't particularly like each other very much. They're professionals. They might some porn actors will do like two or three shoots in a day. There's no way that you're watching. Well, there's very there's a very little chance that you're watching somebody who's authentically aroused. So you're actually watching non-aroused people being shouted at by a director who's worried about by the light and the time of the where they are, lighting people, sound people, going through a series of positions. Do, do you know, so there's that machine-like quality to it as well. We're not even talking about exploitation, human trafficking, drug addicts. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's right. Leave that. Because yeah. my God, you know, we'd be here all day. We're just talking about the psychological side of it, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's actually that's not a good way to entrain your brain to think that intimacy is going to play out. 
I think you perfectly described the rise of OnlyFans. Oh. What's OnlyFans, Jeff? OnlyFans, you see, it's like a Patreon, a subscription to see a person's naked booty and tatas and everything else in between. But it also involves direct communication with that person where you can pay to DM and have a conversation or things uh, even deeper than that. I think OnlyFans, from what you've described, is the result of that numbing aspect of professionally shot. And OnlyFans is huge. It, I, I actually did a podcast about OnlyFans and how it will probably be a top platform in line with like Twitter, you know, something really big because it, it involves that extra element that prawn apparently desensitizes, which is a, a connection, parasocial, real or not, directly to the person that involves yeah. the communication. It's a, a little right. less sterilized. So they're engaged in communication with this avatar of a person that they're firing their affection upon. Yeah. Which is why girls message you on Instagram. Well, some, some of them show up. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore though. I quit. <laughs> the, the other, the, the, the other side of that, you, you that I was like, where's my, I don't really have a strong opinion is I do have an opinion that intersects with that. So that would suggest that people are intimacy starved. They're porn yeah. fed, they're sex fed, but intimacy starved. Mm -hmm. And that the, the thing that I did have a strong opinion on, I would, I, I, is if people unlearn how to do intimacy, that's going to be a problem. And they already have, we're already there. Like intimacy is already a major issue uh, uh, for, for everybody, I think. Um, the vulnerability of being truly intimate with another human being is, is I think, more people have it than not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And I think the rise of OnlyFans and other types of platforms like Twitch and live streaming, which I'm definitely a part of. I'm a huge part of that scene. And I'm trying to, to uh, foster a semi-intimate uh, connection with viewers in as much as I can, still maintaining the boundaries and stuff like that. Are you some so sort I mean, of cyber gigolo? Yeah, of course. I'm mentally flipping, though, you see? <laughs> oh. Interesting. But, 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 you know, that's but that's how things are leaning. You know, you're right. I, I don't deny that your point at all of everyone being intimacy starved, but it's it's affected us in mass so much that it's really hard to just turn back the clock on that. And maybe the only way to get back to there is through it, through what apparently has been tearing this part, which is technology. You know, maybe the way is just through the other end of it, and then maybe we can revert back to it. But I don't think just by leaving the phone to disappear, it's just going to come back somehow. No, I don't think it would either. I, I, I mean, um, I, tr I obviously I train people. That's what I've that's what I've been doing uh, since I was 21. In some form or other, I've been training people. I'm like, well, how do you how do you train intimacy? And how fucking awkward would would that be? Yeah, yeah um, right. It's it, it's it's almost like it's almost like you you can't. But the, when I actually thought about it, I was like, well, and this feeds back into the porn issue probably when you're going to be intimate with a person 
because we're so porn stimulated, which is visual, maybe you should have the lights out. So you actually, you're, 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 you can only hear, touch, and smell them just to get you out of, of porno mode and into, so that you train yourself. You're like, this is, this is not porn time. This is like, now, now we're not wanking. Now we're yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. I build the new neural pathways and be like, slow down. Slow the fuck down. Yeah, I, I actually think that would work uh, slowly but surely. But I think the problem is that people don't want that. And no. both ends, both ends don't, don't want to do that. You know, they don't want it at they both ends. To, they want it both ends with a machine gun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like how you how are you going to turn back time on that? You know, you, people swipe left and right on Tinder, and they'd be like, hey, "By the way, I want to have this intimacy progressive thing that I." Learn. Some guy on YouTube was talking to yeah. me about. I'm burning my vegetables. Please don't get abandonment issues. I'll be back in one second. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Pierre, can you talk to them about machine gun sex? Yeah. What were you burning? I don't even know. Okay, anyways. All right. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> I did not expect to talk about this particular subject in the middle of a cafe. Luckily, there's no one around here. It's just me and my schnitzel. Sorry about that. No worries. Anyways, so machine gun. Oof, the, the old machine gun. Well, uh, maybe this is a topic we should come. I, I need to think about it a little bit more. Uh, maybe we should we should come back to this again at some point. We can come back at any time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read another question out to you. Okay. This is from my Insta giggle. It was a highly rated comment. Ooh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> this is from somebody with an unpronounceable username. Please be as honest as possible. Given today's bauble-obsessed society, is there any point in getting back into the dating world for women over 40 years old? Men my age say they want an emotional, emotionally stable and trustworthy woman but then they only want to date the young, immature, attention-seeking, Instagrammy 20-year-old ones. I legit want to know if I should even bother. Wow. Dang. I don't think I'm qualified to answer. I don't. I wouldn't know how to answer this, but I could try. There's probably some dude that fits the, all of the qualifications that you're looking for. There has to be. Think about all the dudes around that age or younger, depending on who you like, that totally wants the same exact thing. Right? Just statistically. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's funny. Whenever, whenever there's dating questions that come up or relationship questions that come up and, and people ask me that or I'm thinking about it for myself, I always end up within the first 30 seconds, my brain is like, statistically... <laughs> statistically oh. which is which is true because we have our um our prejudices that are based on our experiences and we have our perceptions and and it's good to think statistically it's good to try and think logically so yeah i would echo you i'd be like it's really unlikely that there's no men in the desired age range that wouldn't be interested in you. It's super unlikely that they're all only interested in 20 year old Instagram models. 
Yes. And another layer is that if that man can pull 20-year-old attractive Instagram models, he's probably a type of dude that is already super attractive, whatever it's like physical or personality-wise, just a, a highly attractive man that probably gets a lot of attention from all different females. You know what I mean? So... So I just realized like, I'm in my 40s. I was answering this question like I'm in my 30s. I'm like, oh, this this is actually... Yeah, they're, they're obviously talking about you. So we're not <laughs> going to talk about you here, but if you want, you can substitute your name in there. But if... Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> but say if you're, you're looking at another 40-year-old man who apparently is like getting with a bunch of younger models or whatever the hell. The thing is... What type of dude are you attracted to there where you're chasing that and right. expecting that he won't be talking to all these younger girls if he's already attractive in all of these ways? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Um, because there's a ton of 40-year-old dudes that could never get with young 20-year-old Instagram models that are probably really awesome, nice dudes. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way of, I, 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 I wouldn't disagree at all. I'm trying to think of a way of reiterating that. So there is a selection process issue here, isn't it? So if you're fixating on really hot guys in their forties who have a ton of options, like you just said, like if you're in your forties, if a guy's in his forties and he can get girls in their early twenties or Instagram models, that's a guy with a lot of options. Leave him, leave, forget that one. Forget that yeah, one. I mean, you, you can't tell me that every 40-year-old man could always get with 20-year-old models. There's so many 40-year-old men that you could never even say hello to like a 20-year-old <laughs> model. You know what I mean? Leave the exceptional dude alone because he's going to be trouble anyway. Even if you got with him, he's going to be – that's going to be hard work. Yeah. If, he's, if he's already naturally attractive and actually allowing himself to – and it, it's received positively. It's like, yeah. well, that type of dude is a different type of forty-year-old dude. Yeah, he's probably that guy who's going for for a twenty-year-old Instagram or like girls in their twenties. He's probably not looking for a relationship anyway. Yeah. So her question was, should I even bother? Absolutely, she should bother. And she 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 was asking, should I even bother to date? Should I even bother oh, getting okay. back to the dating game? Oh she yeah, should yeah, not, yeah. You should not bother with the guy who. Is, is pursuing young girls in their 20s. She should forget that guy. Forget that fucking guy. But yes, you should bother, but you're going to have to... That you evaluate who you're choosing. Yeah, which we all have to do as far as dating yeah, goes. Yeah, it's like if I, cho if I choose like an attractive Instagram model, what am I going to do? Expect that she's not going to get bombarded by a bunch of... Uh, ween picks and her DM requests. And, like, ween, picks. <laughs> ween picks. Ween picks. Ween picks, dog. Literally bombarded by ween. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I going to get angry at the fact that, like, she, I mean, she's that hot for a reason and she's getting all that attention for a reason. I can't be like, oh, you know, she's just, she's not supposed to have that. You know, it's like, so, so we can, so to add uh, uh, perspective, contrast, and nuance, we can turn this on his head and say, so you, you're talking about a guy in his 40s, he chooses the 21-year-old Instagram model, and that's an issue. 
If Pierre, age 27, with plenty of options, chooses the 21-year-old Instagram model, if we, we if we build like a a, a, yeah. a graph or a yeah. we draw on a whiteboard a model of what's happening, none of it works. None of it really yeah. none of it really works. We have to be realistic about that. How much of it do you think is the selection process? How much of it, like when it comes to dating and relationships, is that we have to sort what we're looking for first? That seems to be pretty critical, right? Uh, what do you mean by that exactly? Like. Uh... What I'm not a dating coach and I'm single, so I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but when I've heard other data, I, I watched some Matthew Hussey the other day. I'm not proud of it, but I did it. Um, it seems to be the case that when you're like, you need to start out with a strong intent of what you're looking for. Okay. If you're trying to have multiple short term flings, your whole yeah. strategy and who you're addressing uh -huh. is going to be different than if you're looking for the love of your life. Mm -hmm. The love of your life is not going to be that that playboy Dan Bilzerian guy in his forties oh, who's yeah. dating Instagram models. That's the that's not ever going to be the love of your life. Of course. We, so we can just. I think, I think what happens is that we just naturally go on impulse of what we're attracted to, and then try to formulate the person into the commitment. That's good. That means I think they would call that forward engineering. So you forward engineer the relationship from your desire, which you, sh which you shouldn't. So you've yeah. gone, who's the most hot guy? Who do I think is the hottest guy? That one. Well, that guy is giving all of his attention out here. Okay. So you can't, you have to reverse engineer from the end result, which is you want a stable relationship with somebody who you want to then spend the next 20, right. 30 years in life with. And the problem with trying to find that stable person is that usually the initial attraction won't be as powerful as the hot dude or girl. So right. you have to be able to look past the impulsive surge of chemical reaction if you really are looking for something stable. Right, right. Yeah, that's, a, that's also a really a good point. Probably, we're probably not the best people to answer this question. I just realized. I said, I said, this is how you find a stable person, but I don't do it. Yeah. Let's ask these two MGTOW, these, these guys who are practically MGTOW. God, just because you said that, people are going to think I'm actually MGTOW. They're going to be like, I know. Nobody, nobody's MGTOW. Nobody's MGTOW. It's a joke. No, we're just just a joke, folks. Just joking. Just joking. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's an interesting question. So my my recommendation, my stupid unqualified recommendation is absolutely don't give up. Don't give up. I mean, you know, keep going. But yeah, like change the strategy until you're getting the result that you that you really want. And don't fixate on superficial qualities just because he's like, I don't know, got washboard abs and looks nice in shorts doesn't mean that's not you know you got to you got to look beyond that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out another question, Pierre. Are you okay. ready? Let's do it. I'm going to do it based on how many, how many likes it got. So those two got a ton of likes. Porn and relationship got a lot of likes. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no other questions got any likes, just the porn one. There's a, qu a comment here that got some likes that said, I find Pierre so likable. 
and I misread it earlier as lickable. Okay, folks, <laughs> he's lickable and likable. How could you not lick that face? Oh, if Jesus. people watching, if you want to send us a question in, one sentence long, ending in a question mark, I will highlight it and we will, we will right, answer. I got a question in the meantime. Why do you think yeah. that one is the most top-rated comment on your media, uh, photo or whatever? Hey, fuck you. Well, look, I see your cheeky little face. I don't know what your what? point is. But I know when you asking. No, you're not. I know that face. I know. Why do you? I'm just asking a question. Don't get your fun off. Why do you? Why do you think that's like the top-rated question? Why is that a top-rated question? Why do you think that one? Why do you? You know, I just find it funny, Pierre, that that was the top-rated question. I'm being ambushed. Oh, I froze Pierre. Oh my God, I hope everybody's still here. Am I hosting this or is Pierre? Could somebody comment that they're still here? And can you still hear me? <laughs> oh God, I, I, I think it's me that's hosting it and not Pierre, so we should we should be okay. The answer is Richard is daddy, yes. Uh, can two zombie child asks, can two people date if they have different, very political views, but their personal, hello, Pierre, you back, mate. Hello. Hello. You can't hear me. Ah, that's why your internet stopped. Let your me... Hello. Uh, let me, let me exit and re-answer. Give me a second. He's made that pull-out game weak. Oh, no, his pull-out game would be strong. But then if he re-enters, then it's weak. Um, can two people date if they have very different political views, but their personalities match in other things? I don't, I don't know, because um, I would have definitely previously said yes. But what seems to keep people together um, and what seems to be important is um, matching core values. And your political views are usually uh, determined by, informed by your core values. So I, I've never seen it. I've never seen like super left person with super right person, but everything else being okay. I've never seen that. Usually people are, they differ on certain subjects, but they're generally speaking in one. Have you ever dated anybody who's like a, a nationalist right winger, Pierre? Of course. Uh, how's the audio, by the way? Is it okay? Great. I can awesome. <clears throat> I love dating right wingers. It's great. You know what's funny? Uh, I've actually had a, a common pattern of dating a lot of girls that would have a fairly more conservative upbringing, and uh, I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it's the opposite of tracks. They, they get they get with you to piss their dads off. There you go. That's a very good one. I thought I ended up winning the parents over somehow. I don't, I don't, it's so strange. <laughs> but I mean, I I have done it for sure. But right. I'm single now, and most of my relationships don't end up well. So I don't know. You take that okay. as well. What, was the was the girl was the girl herself? She was raised conservative, but did she have conservative views? Like was she religious, conservative, anti-immigration? 
it, it was almost as if like they were trying to like reach out of it you know like it, it wasn't it was like they didn't fully adhere to the values but they were trying to like 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 see what's on the other side of the wall i, I don't know how to <laughs> explain it other than yeah. that really yeah yeah i, I mean uh, okay uh could you date somebody who was very very see no that's a stupid question if i said to you if you could date somebody who's very very religious she's going to be pestering you to go to the synagogue go to the church go to yeah. the not for sure it's not going to work right oh yeah, yeah i mean like there are some values that just will never coincide especially in dating as friends yeah i mean I, i've had friends that just are really like leaning towards one way whether they be political or religious but in a dating session in a relationship that that's so opposing that i i just can't see a long-term uh, situation in that case it's like i mean hell like how many parents have opposing political views in their uh kids nowadays you know and i've right. seen a lot of people divided just because that it's like fresh fresh flesh and blood too yes yes i would think if you're here's here's, here's an answer that, that that might be a good one if you're divided around the middle but you're both center and she's slightly center right and you're slightly center left i think you're going to yeah. be fine it's oh, when yeah. you get out onto the branches of oh, uh -oh. Super lefty and super righty. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. If anything, actually, even if you were all both on one side, you could still cancel each other for anything, too. You know what I mean? If yeah. You're, if you're yeah. leading too far on anything, you're yeah, fucking cancel. <laughs> By the horseshoe theory, though, I suppose as, as they get further and further right and further and further left, that's where the uniforms come out and they're ready to take over. Oh, here's a here's a controversial one. Pierre, you you've become frozen in the weirdest position. <laughs> oh dear. Is anyone else for oh shit. Am I frozen? Let me know if I'm frozen, folks. Um Oh, here's here's one from Matt from Shazzy. Oh dear, everything's gone wrong. Pierre's frozen, okay, but I'm not frozen. So Shazzy says, I'm pretty liberal, hobbies Republican, married 22 years. Big difference, he's very liberal on social issues. Yes. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, social. Maybe, maybe like if you disagree on fiscal policy, your heart, your house and hearth and heart will survive. But if you disagree on the social stuff of how humans should live, maybe that's the key factor. That's a very interesting point. I don't know what's happening to Pierre. I think he's trapped in the matrix. He's doing like a max max headroom thing. No, he's gone. Uh, Okie dokie. Someone screenshot. Poor Pierre, stuck in the matrix. Uh, you're both sweet, kind, and smart. That's very kind. Thank you. Stephen Morrissey. Hello, Stephen. How to start a relationship if you're still not completely healed? You feel you're not enough and you're afraid to be vulnerable. Um, don't. Don't do it. Um, wait. Just wait. Get help. 
get therapy. Um, if it's still bad in like a month, then get get uh, therapy together because otherwise it, things could go horribly, horribly wrong. Hello, sir. Hello. My phone overheats and then it runs out of, uh, it shuts off the data every time it does that. So I'm outside now to hopefully not have it do that again. Oh, that's per you're perfectly clear now. Um, <clears throat> Matty Taylor asks, are these two dating? <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, I, I was thinking about this recently because we're getting a lot more. Are they a couple comments like everywhere? And I, I mentioned this on a live stream where it's like, I thought about it more. And then we have this video shot where it's, it's us going around Prague playing mini golf and then we have a dinner, right? Which in, in return just doesn't fit, this doesn't help the narrative if we're dating or not. It just totally looks like a date. The more I thought about it, I realized, what if there were two girls doing that? They would just be two girls having a good time. You know what I mean? Are you saying there's some sort of double standard? It's a bit windy. Let me get behind this. I think in this room here, actually. Um, so the thing is, it's it's not even about double standards, but it's I think what it shows is the fact that uh, male vulnerability and true male bonding without competition is so rarely seen that if it's portrayed, it's it can be considered or interpreted as actually gay. I just like the way you said it. You're being interpreted as actually gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not just not, not just metaphorically gay or metaphysically gay, as actually gay. I like well, that. You, yeah, you could be metaphysically gay in another dimension too. Whatever. I have, no I have no doubt. If if that dimension has Tom Hardy or Matthew McConaughey in it, yeah. I'm gay as hell. <laughs> but I mean, like, what do you think of that though? Would you agree or disagree with that? No, 100%. I think if it was two girls hanging out, uh, which we do hang out, we hand out, hang out like a couple of couple of white chicks eating, eating a side <laughs> bowl. Yeah, exactly. Comparing Instagram stories. We are like a couple, we are like a couple of white chicks from California. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I think, uh, no, you're right. It's, it's unusual to see two guys together who would just hang out and you're right, the the non-competitiveness. So you'd expect more like ball breaking, yeah. more more competitive vying for the dominance hierarchy kind of thing. So yeah, I guess I guess um it, this is where I try not to be um a hypocrite. So like people will say to me, they'll go, You're single, yes. You don't drink beer. That's right. You don't like football, no. And you don't go around shagging loads of women no and uh, apparently you like to dance and go to dance classes yeah mm -hmm. around here in the where i'm from that is gay you are just oh. the only explanation is you're gay and mm -hmm. but and i go god that's really annoying but then i'm from the same coordinates i'm of the same so if i met a guy who was like that in the back of my mind i'd be going probably probably gay I would, I would think the same thing. Yeah, I would. I guess it doesn't help that I wear makeup. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, but, but no, I understand. I understand the coordinates. I understand that stereotypically, or actually in general, you, you wouldn't see it, especially, I mean, me looking the way that I do too, and the way that we communicate can come off that way. But yeah. I mean, it, it does say though, 
how often do you see two dudes bonding actually being emotionally open to talk about things uh, in a mutual way without the competitive aspect? You don't really see it. So no. it can be very weird, if not even off-putting to a lot of people to see it, man or woman. Yeah, I, I do think I do think it's weird and, and off-putting if um if it if it can't be put in a in a box straight away. And I noticed that we do have our following on Tentacle Question is vastly women. It's majority women. Um and it's there have been women who've asked who've asked the question whether whether we're gay or not, but it's usually men. And I do, I don't know I don't know what I would think if I was a guy. Like I can't pull my brain out of this and then go, what what would I think there? Yeah, I've actually seen more more girls asking as well. So, I mean, it is it is what it is, man. So, I mean, what, what, what are we gonna do about it? There should be more of it. If the, there's there's this um, there's this thing of the way men should be now, and we think this is the way it's always been, and it's not. It really isn't. Like the Greeks wouldn't act the way that guys act today. The the you know, if you look at other ancient warrior cultures, you look at like samurai male friendships and samurai culture in the Zulu uh, warrior culture. It, it's not what we have today is is really insecure bonding between men. Today. Exactly. They, it's a roundabout way. You know, you, you kind of just roast the shit out of your homies and then you never really talk about anything. It's like it's cool for what it is, but also you know, it completely omits what any human actually responds to is like actual openness and honesty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is, a, and, and there's a, there's a reciprocity to it as well. I think if, if, if more people were more open because I'm quite an open person, people tend to respond to me openly. So this is not a hugely unusual, uh, um, mm -hmm. uh, dialogue, um, style for me. But that's probably because the guys who I know, I would I would have trained them to sort of be like this anyway and be like, you know, you you probably should tell me how you actually feel about this, you tit, yeah. rather yeah. than just, you know, going around it, just tell me like what it is that you actually yeah. feel about it. But yeah, no, I think I think that's you've raised good points there. Very good point. Yeah, man. All right, I'll we'll move off. <laughs> Say again. We can get that banner off now. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very uncomfortable with that. You can like, get right, rid of a, that banner. Like, that's yeah. a, I'm pretty secure. Message. That's a little too long, though. <laughs> that was a long, long. I left that there for a long time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to see if I can find. Uh, okay, one of the other questions that came up before. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's more on Richard's part, though. But perhaps it is. Maybe you got to wear makeup now. Who knows? If I did. I think, you know, I watched a video by Till Lindman today from uh, Ramstein. And then um, the way that he does makeup, I could pull it off. Yeah. The Till, Lindman, the Till Lindman look, I could totally do that. Okay. Yuji uh, Rose straight in with the Zen arrow of truth. We're objectifying them, ladies. Don't be fooled. We are not civilized. <laughs> what was that an answer to? That was an answer to uh, why. I think it's an answer to why this question keeps coming up. I think. I think. Wait, wait, um, oh, the, the gay thing? 
the gay thing. Oh, okay, okay. As UG Rose said earlier, it's horrible that refraining from acting like anyone else means you must either be either suck at sex or gay. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I'd fall into the first category. Just terrible in bed. Terrible. 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 Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, there's no more questions that I can see here. Okay. Well, we probably covered a lot. You're kind of stuck in an atrium there. So maybe we should leave now and you can go to another location that's more civilized. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you unless you, there's another question pops up, but I can still just power through a little more unless you oh, uh, um, Matty who asked the question, uh, says that he is gay and that's why he asked. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the uh, what was it like? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get his picture back up again. Did, <laughs> so did we? Oh, he's oh, he's mad now. <laughs> get over it. Sorry, Matthew. Didn't mean to upset you, mate. Um, we obviously the gaydar is not working though. Obviously, like. So why why is he mad? I I don't know. I don't know. People people oh. get mad with this stuff. They can feel like you answer a question. And uh, people can get defensive. I don't, I don't know. It's the internet. People get defensive online. Right. Um, okay. D. Williams asked, did you address the 40-year-old dating question? Yes, we did. Uh, okay. Last question. How do we connect in a digital age? We are all in boxes or watching boxes. How should we connect, Mr. Pierre? I think uh, the way I look at it is through as I was saying earlier I think it's just too late to just try to drop everything it's it's already too developed and it's already a part of our everyday life so the only way is to just acknowledge it and just really power through it um, I don't know if there's another solution necessarily but from what I have seen it's already it's already so everywhere that you have really no option other than to just try to adapt I, I think, um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, I would reiterate what you said there by saying there really is no way out but through. We can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. We have technology. We've, we've lived with it. We're entrained by it. It's imprinted on us. If it was taken away from us tomorrow, it would take years, years for us to recalibrate. If, if it was all like Kindles, laptops, phones, all social, it's gone. It's just gone. And it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think it would save a lot of lives ultimately, but it would take years to reacclimatize to living with no tech. Yeah, we've already learned the new dialogue and language of social media and the internet that we would be utterly socially inept if it was just wiped away and we had to just all of a sudden talk to each other in person. You know, so that's why I'm saying, like, well, Chances of that, actually, I don't know if it'll happen. If it does, then it does. Either way, you're going to have to adapt to what exists already or what doesn't. Yeah, adapt and overcome. There's a there's not a, a, a statement here. There's uh, Sorry, not a question, but a statement here. Um, it's an interesting one. It's by Anna Anna. I wonder if there is a correlation between being horrible in bed and being stupid. It's how I perceive it. I can't imagine a clever person being very bad in bed. But I could be wrong. What, what what do you think of that, Pierre? It might be the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Because because here's the thing, I'm I'm really stupid, but I'm great in bed. <laughs> so you you're 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 the outlier that proves the rule. That's what that's yes. that's what that is. Exactly. I think I think there's something to that. I think if the person if an if there's you have an intelligent person and they're motivated, they actually want to make the experience good. Even if they don't straight away, they should probably be able to learn, right? To adapt to the person and learn what they're into, right? No? You think like a jigsaw puzzle champion would know what to do, even if he was taught or he had to learn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Interesting. I, I was never with a jigsaw puzzle champion, but I was I was with a very high IQ uh, person in who was who was high, not working towards being a professor in uh, in 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 science. And I did, this is purely anecdotal, this is not good data, but whatever. Um, I did witness her really try to figure me out. And she was like, I will do X plus Y plus Z. And I'm like, this is not an equation. <laughs> this is not. And the fact that you're making it like that is, is not, uh, it's not great. Right. So that's that's exactly kind of where I'm leaning. If you approach that analytically, you're not in your body. Therefore, you might not be able to proceed in a manner that is suitable. And isn't, isn't there a factor that some people are just suited to each other? Like, you, you know, yeah. I, somebody like a girl who is not great for that guy, when I get with her, it's like, wow, there's like the chemistry is just there or... You know. Yeah, yeah, it, it varies. So if you get two jigsaw champions together, then maybe you can put your puzzle pieces <laughs> in and work out. <laughs> and I think we'll be leaving it on that note. <laughs> yeah, two jigsaw champions making each other come like machines. <laughs> to put it lightly, yeah. To put it lightly. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, um, as always. Thank you to everybody who has joined us today. We, we appreciate that. And uh, hopefully very soon I will be back in Prague with Mr. Pierre and you will see us sat side by side in the real world. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be dating by then too. Yes, hopefully. We'll, we'll yeah. have worked towards the intimacy issues and we'll be, we'll be a proper couple by then. Yeah, Richard's basically going to rent a mansion and have it be like a YouTube house where a bunch of YouTubers get together and they like scream at strangers and stuff. It's going to be great. That's how I got cancelled, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you later, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. See you soon.